Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, February 8, 2018 and this is a 10 a.m. Eastern Time Vision Big Book Study meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we're on page 25. We're going to read paragraph 2. Starts with a great fact is just this and ends with never do it by ourselves. Uh, just for the recording, you'll notice that there's an asterisk there after spiritual experiences, which indicates to read Appendix 2. We're going to study Appendix 2 tomorrow in its entirety and not read it today, just the paragraph. Today's readers are Virginia S. for the 12 Steps, Sylvia F. for the 12 Traditions, Elaine T. for page 164, and Mary H. Mary H. We'll be beginning our reading today. I'll do some newcomer greeting today, and Gina R. will give our announcements. Thank you so much. The reference numbers, those will be the share ID numbers. For yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that share ID number is 10, excuse me, that's wrong, 11016, 11016 for Wednesday, February 7th. And for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting this morning, that would be February 8th, 7 a.m., 11019, 11019. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Virginia S. to read the 12 steps. Hi, I'm Virginia, I'm a um, compulsive overeater, bulimic, and anorexic. Um, the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 
Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual waking Awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry his message, this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much, Virginia S. And I'll ask Sylvia F. please to read the 12 traditions of OA. Hi, this is Sylvia F., recovered compulsive overeater in San Francisco. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you very much, Sylvia F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence uh, abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study in the big book on page 25, paragraph 2, which begins with the great fact is just this and ends with never do by ourselves. For those that just came in, you'll note an asterisk at the second line of that paragraph, which directs us to the Appendix 2, 
and we'll read that tomorrow and study that in its entirety tomorrow. We won't be reading it today, just the paragraph. And so I will ask Mary H. to open up our reading and our discussion this morning. Thanks so much, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. This is Mary H., a recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. Oh, yes. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Yeah, that's a powerful paragraph. I um, read this one quite often. And um, I think what I'd like to share about my experience with this paragraph is the kind of the coming to believe in a power greater than myself because right now we're in, there's a solution. And then how I was brought through the steps, I was still really studying. You know, I hadn't I haven't done um four through nine yet, so I'm I'm given this promise. I'm giving this really strong promise and I I love the words deep and effective, meaning that this is gonna work. And what how how I really saw that God was doing something for me that I couldn't do for myself is basically that I was staying abstinent. And I was staying abstinent without a lot of work, you know, without what we call that white knuckling. And, you know, of course, this was after I had completed the steps and was getting that relief and really living in that space where I wasn't fighting the food. I was neutral. And I, it was, for me, that was miraculous. I mean, not even looking at how it changed my world and my relationships, but that I had been fighting this food for so long and this process had lifted that, made me think, okay, you know what? There's a God because this this has changed my life. This Just the fact that I don't want to eat foods that are around me that before I could never do. And just for one last kind of an example, next week is a big holiday that I used to celebrate with a lot of uh, food, especially my alcoholic foods. And on top of this birthday, I mean birthday, on top of Valentine's Day that's coming up, it is my birthday. My birthday is on Valentine's Day. I didn't think there was any way I could get through that day without my alcoholic foods because that has from probably the day I was born um, celebrated in that way and for the past two and a half years so probably two birthdays two Valentine's Day I I could just I want to say floated through that day where that was not the draw there were plenty of other things to celebrate and enjoy and Right now, I even have these um, chocolates that I used to not be able to live without are in my closet as a gift for someone else. And I tell you, that is a miracle that those chocolates aren't aren't calling me. 
And I say the you know the food item because it's so. That's where I started to believe that God is doing for me what I can't do for myself. That that I'm not being called. And what a what a freedom and what a gift to be able to have these foods around me and and it and it's not they're not killing me anymore. So. I think I'll wrap up with that. It's a beautiful paragraph. We're going to hear a lot of great stuff today. And I heard the morning meeting was awesome as well. So um, with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Mary H. Now the line is open for folks to share their experience, strength, and hope on paragraph two. Mary J. Sylvia F. Without you, Gina, I have Sylvia. I have Mary K. B. This is J. Barbara E. Hang on just Ginger one second C. here. I missed somebody there. Who did I miss? This is what I, I have Leah TD. I have Mary Jane. I have Gina. I have Sherry KB. And I have Gin, I have Ginger, too. Somebody with an S, but I think I missed you. Did I get to hear somebody with an S? Barbara E. Yep, I do hear you, Barbara. Thank you. Jen Jen A. Jen A. Okay, let's go with that. Just so I can get my bearings back around for me. Okay, I have Mary Jane, Gina R., Sherry KB, Liat TD, Ginger, Barbara, and Jen. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. This is Mary Jane Z., recovered in Kentucky. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you so much. What a great paragraph. This is, this is the exciting part of the book where they're telling us all the good things that are going to happen. And, um, you know, the central fact of my life today is I have the absolute certainty that my creator has entered into my heart. And is it and lives in a way or and what? My heart and lives, life in a way. It's kind of fun to play with that. Um, but you know what? I didn't get that by just listening to this meeting. There's a whole lot of stuff I did outside of the meeting. And um, I had to, but I came, I keep coming back to this meeting to be reminded. And um, to the newcomers out there, I just wanted to offer encouragement and hope. It took me a long time to get this, a long, long time. And, but I just knew that it wasn't a lie that what I heard on the lines and what I read in this book was the truth. And I just kept searching. And I just kept coming back and listening and being open to suggestions and trying things a different way. And finally, finally the latch, the the right key got in the lock and the latch clicked. And I can sit here today and say, I, I am recovered. So keep coming back and do the work. I pass. Thank you, Mary Jane. That's Mary Jane Z. Next is Gina R., and that'll be followed by Sylvia S. Hi, Gina. Good morning, Mel. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, living in Green Valley, Arizona. I'm so glad to um, know that um, the appendix will be read tomorrow. But in thinking about this this morning, um, I'm I'm being lifted up by an experience that I'm having with uh, a current sponsee. 
And, um, and that to me now I know is the reason we have to go all the way through these steps, have our own spiritual experience, which is effective so that we can actually guide somebody through this book line by line. Um, and what happened for me, um, as we were reading earlier in the book, we're, we're very early in there, um, and she's coming to terms with what it means for her to put down her alcoholic foods. And one of them happens to be flour, which is one for a lot of people. And as she was talking about that, I had another experience around that, that ingredient. And it, it brought me back to the time where I learned as a little kid how to make glue with flour and water. And I realized that that is what I had been doing for so many years, not just with that particular ingredient or substance, but with some other things. Every time I would ingest those things, it was like glue gumming up the system and blocking me off. And so now I, I'm able to, that may seem silly to some people, but for me, it's, an, it's another click on that dimmer switch telling me that I've got to take this seriously. And if I pick up those things that are going to block and glue up the spaces in my heart that need to be open so that I can continue to receive this message and reflect it back out to others, um, I'm not going to get it. So I, I'm i not like a lot of people who were in and out of OA rooms over and over and over. Um, but I was stubborn. And I knew about the 12 steps. I didn't know about the physical allergy with the food part. But once I got that information and when my guide helped me see it fully, and now I understand it, now I am open to this solution. I am not blocking myself off and gluing up the spaces that have to be open in order for me to fully receive and transmit this back out. So I'm grateful to be here in a broken state that continues to be um, put together with the love that is ever flowing. And um, I just am beyond words to say thank you to everybody for continuing to suit up and show up. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Sylvia F., you're next, and then Sherry Keepy will follow. Good morning. Uh, Melanie, thank you for your service. Good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia F. We've covered compulsive overeater in San Francisco Bay. A powerful paragraph, and there's so much in here, and everybody shares are going to probably tackle a different part. But this is such a promise. Uh, why, do, why are we willing to do this work? And it's like, well, this is what we want. You know, I came in and, and someone told me, you know, that we're just going to change everything about ourselves. That's all. You know, we're going to change our thinking and our actions, um, which is, you know, what else is there? And the big book, I, I always say this because I like this about the big book. It doesn't equivocate. It says the great fact isn't just this it, and nothing less, nothing less is that if you do what, what we've done and if you follow the instructions in this book, this is the promise. We've had deep and effective spiritual experiences 
which has revolutionized, just shattered and, and changed our whole attitude about everything in our world, life, fellows, God's universe. And then it doesn't equivocate again. The central fact is not like maybe some of you will experience, and that's, you know, my criticism of the OA 12 and 12 is, is it's way too gentle and it gives us too many options. I'm an addict. Give, me the, give it to me straight. The central fact of our lives is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed a miracle, miraculous. And I loved uh, the, fir- the first share that says, you know, first thing that happened is I got neutrality around um, the food. So if you're just coming on the lines and whether you've been in OA for 20 years or, or six months, you know, when it might sound like, some, you know, we have a cult going on here uh, on vision, um, but, but there's thousands of us that have followed these exact instructions with a recovered sponsor and have gotten this exact experience. Uh, and that, that is the miracle. So, yes, I get a normal body weight, and, yes, I don't have to be so crazy um, around my family and in my work. But, but the other fact is, is that I get serenity in my life because I, I don't have to be who I was which was basically, you know, one of these that bullets that can go inside of a brain and just shatter everything or shatter everything inside of a body. That's what I was like, whether it was my own life or someone else's. It's miraculous. My meditation today, and I know my time's up, I'll wind up. My meditation today was how many things I was outside of myself and trying to fix in other people's lives. And, of course, I was restless, irritable, and discontent. I get to come back to the program to God, to this, to this exact, um, uh, uh, this exact program, and get relief and happiness. I pass. Thank you, Sylvia F. Sherry KB, it's your turn, and then Leah, you're on deck. Good morning, good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. It's Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you so much for your service and everybody on the line and. Uh, this this is such a beautiful paragraph, um, so beautiful. Um, I love that it's talking about how revolutionized, which which means to drastic change. So there's not only drastic change uh, in my personality, but in the way I think and feel, um, and that's what is amazing to me. Um, and also the great fact is just that deep and effective spiritual experience, which, like you said, we'll read about tomorrow, um, but this reminds me of uh, the 10-step promises and the 11-step promises. Um, and that, you know, for me, the change in my attitude towards life and my fellows and God's universe. And then the central fact this is deep down to me, the central fact is that God is in the center of my being today, whereas food was in the center of my being before all these changes and working the steps. And um that my creator entered my heart and uh, indeed miraculous. And, you know, the difference between miraculous and miracle is miraculous means you work for it. So to me that meant that I have worked these steps. And um, and due to just working these steps, and anybody can work these steps, and if I can do it, you can do it, and have this miraculous change, this wonderful change, this revolutionary change in my thinking and living and accomplishing things that I never dreamed that I would. 
Um, yesterday, I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in years, and uh, I knew her during a time that was one of the lowest points in my life. And, uh, you know, I was telling her about this program, and um, she asked me what was going on as far as do I was I still um, in this particular relationship, and, you know, how could I forgive what had happened? And I went, wow, because you know what? I worked the steps of this program, and you know, I could have justified a lot of resentment I had with someone, but it, my higher power removed it from me. And, you know, and that is what is a miracle to me is revolutionized. Not only, you know, not having the food down and being abstinent happily and contently, but also the fact that I don't carry the resentments around anymore that I used to. It doesn't take up the space because my higher power takes up that space. And, and how I have a different outlook and how I can use um, the, the spiritual kit laid at my feet to use anything for any problem I have today. And that is what has changed so much. And it's just, it, this is such a beautiful paragraph. And I, I just, this is for all of us. Anyone that wants to do this work can have this. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Liat TD, you're next, and then Ginger C will come up behind us. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Mel. Thank you for being there. I'm going to pass. I love you all. I prepared for a different uh, um, a passage, so I'll talk. I love you all. Okay. Thanks, Liat. Ginger, you're next. Are you ready? And then Barbara will come yeah, up. Yeah, I sure am. Good. Thanks. Hi. Oh, thanks so much, Mel, for your service. And, um, so grateful. This passage is so powerful. You know, this, um, first of all, this God, this amazing higher power that saved a wretch like me. I am an addict. I eat and I kill myself and I destruct. And my whole life has been only about addictions and this destruction, you know, but it began because of this pain from the food, these bites that kept entering my mouth and taking me to these suicidal thoughts. And I simply said, God, help me. That's where it all began. I didn't put the food down. I just said, God, help me. And it's so miraculous because I am so selfish and self-centered. I have been my whole life. And for me to think more about you today than me is just its mind-blowing because it's not my M.O. And then these miraculous things to be out of the food and to be neutral. Like, I could care less. I do my food plan one day at a time. It's so simple. And I never had that in a way. It was so white-knuckled. It was such a painful existence. I would go to bed at 6 o'clock just to call it a day because I couldn't stand being in those minutes in between without the bite. And this is all because of God. I don't do any of this. I kill myself. And I'm just, to know God the way I do today, you know, this is what's effective and deep because it's God running through me for you. And I don't take credit at all. And I'm just blown away what can happen, how life can take on new meaning. I had no idea how beautiful it is to work with another person. You know, we avert misery and death just by sharing one alcoholic to another. And, you know, today I say it all the time because there's so many in the food and they have no hope. And we go out with this light 
and we can shine it bright if we're in this deal, working it like our lives depend on it, because it absolutely does. My addiction is so sneaky and silent, and I am in the summer program. Some are sicker than others. I've got a lot of AA, OA. i got a lot of meetings I have to go to because I am a sick, sick puppy. That is this ego, this center, self-centeredness, but it's just amazing it's so simple. I just did the deal. I surrendered. I finally had enough pain. I gave up. And I'm letting God steer. And I have been for two and a half years. And I can't even believe things that are happening in my life. But again, my good friend always tells me, Ginger, you better work it harder today than yesterday. Because that's how hard my disease is working to get me back. So I just pray this light shines bright because so many are in the dark and they need to see it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Just want to remind everybody, too, before Barbara comes up, that we are on page 25, paragraph 2. The great fact is just this and ends with never do by ourselves. If you wanted to, get ready to share because we'll have a little more time, I think, after Jen. So Barbara E, star one, please. And then Jen A, if you want to queue up after Barbara. Star one, please, Barbara. Oh, good, good, good. I thought I was unmuted before. Okay, I'm setting my timer. Um, there we go. Uh, I, The gift of this program is I had to freeze my gym membership because of um, a fall I took several weeks ago. So the gift is I get to share on this meeting. And this paragraph is so important. It reminds me of a poem, The the Road Not Taken. I always took the wrong road, the one that led to frothy emotional appeal, all kinds of diets, always thinking they'd work until I took back my control. I had to have that complete psychic change. I had to realize that lack of power was my dilemma. But my prejudice against so much got in my way. My prejudice against the people that I heard who said they'd been rocketed to the fourth dimension and still were 300 pounds. How could they be rocketed? I was rocketed to prejudice against um, so many things, certain people, certain meetings, certainly to the thought that I had to give up all the characteristics that kept me in my protective shell for all these years. I needed ego deflation in order to do it. I came into OA and got abstinent and started working the the steps 20 years ago, which meant my children were in their late 20s by that time. I believe in my heart I was born a compulsive overeater. Just as I have brown eyes, curly hair, I was born that way. I don't know whether they were born that way or not, but they certainly had a role model for all their years up to their 20s of a mother who went from a 2 to a 24 and had all those sizes in her closet, who stole food. They had to hide their Halloween food from me who stuffed foods in her pocket and ate them and yet 
thought I was in control, that I could do it. I had to give that up. I had to smash that ego of mine. I had to stop saying I, I, I and saying we. I had to accept that I was home and that what I needed was a solution. I had to have that psychic change that would let, whoops, there it starts, that would let my higher power in. And I thank you. That's my timer saying I am done. I am done. Pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Jen A., you're next, and then we'll open up for about two or three more shares. Hey, Jen. Good morning. Thanks for your service, Mel. I'm Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from the state of Colorado. And this is so awesome. I love it because it is a fact. As a result of working through these steps, my creator reached deep down into my soul, and he transformed my heart. It's just amazing to me, right? Whoever knew that I would experience happiness and a freedom, not just from the food, but a freedom from myself. So today, life is peaceful. I am useful. I love being of service to others. And so the old selfish gen, glass half full gen, glass half empty, pity party me is gone if I stay spiritually fit. Thank you, God. Um, You see, at first I thought, Finally, the other people around me were getting their act together, right? But no, it was me. So as a result of the spiritual awakening, I began to see and experience the inward beauty that was stuffed so deep down inside me. And he brings that to light. And as that happens, my attitude gets brighter. My life is worth living. And I've been taken from the darkness of my disease into the light and the life that God intended for me. God continues to do for me what I could not do for myself, and he is giving me a heart just like his. I'm so grateful. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jen A. We're going to open up again to share on paragraph 2, page 25. I think we have time for five people. Ruth M. Reggie. Reggie. Marietta. Kathleen O. Z. Kathleen. And that's it. Did you get Ruth okay. M? I did. I think I got you as number one, Ruth. So hang okay. on just a second and I'll call them back out again. Yeah. Okay. I have Ruth M., Reggie O., Marietta P., Jen Z., and Kathleen O. Okay, now it's your turn, Ruth. Okay, thank you so much. I didn't hear a little bit. I was tuned out a little. Um, I just want to express how this paragraph really, really is very um, enlightening to me because I am, I've been abstinent for three weeks. I have been diligently working with my sponsor. I'm recovering and I, I am, and I am experiencing this spiritual experience. The great fact, it, it says the great fact is justice and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experience, which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. And that is so going on with me. I, um, my whole attitude is like I have the attitude of gratitude every single day, even 
you know, with life on life's terms. My life is not perfect. I, you know, I, I had an accident one morning. I got a ticket, you know, and, and I, I almost went to the poor me. And then it was like, okay, what am I doing wrong, God? And I seek my higher powers help. Um, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered our entered our hearts. And he has entered my heart like it has never been before. And I'm I'm just so grateful. I am a chronic relapse and I I kept coming back and coming back. And finally I I finally learned how to allow my creator to enter my heart. I surrendered. I let go. And I like what someone said about work these things, which meaning I think the steps, harder today than you did yesterday because my disease is working overtime 24-7. It doesn't sleep. But I sleep now in peace. My disease doesn't call me. The food doesn't wake me up because I work diligently with my sponsor. I am uh, finishing up on step one, and, and I, have, I have that attitude of gratitude, and I'm grateful, and the acceptance of life on life's terms. And it and I doesn't always make, things don't always make me happy, um, but... Thank you. But I have a solution. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth M. Reggie, oh, you're next, and then Marietta P. Hey, good morning, Melanie. Thanks so much for your service and everybody on the line. This is Reggie O. I'm very gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And, boy, I'll tell you, you know, just reading this paragraph today, I was talking with someone yesterday and who's had many, lots of years experience in working the steps on another program and and I remember it to, you know, my suggestion to her was to be a beginner, you know, in coming to OA, be a beginner and, and work the steps as a beginner because what I, and I'm experiencing that this morning because that's, I, I, I'm all, I feel like I'm a beginner every time I read something here new, you know, uh, uh, read it new meaning I'm reading it again and it's new every time. And uh, years ago, uh, when I first listened to a vision meeting long before I ever came on the program, I heard it was a special edition and someone had said, this is the solution. And the solution, she said, was that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And when I heard that, it really struck me as when I read this paragraph for the first time, I was so intellectually turned on. It was so powerful. It was so huge. It was so dramatic. But, you know, where I didn't get it was in my heart. You know, I listen to people today. I'm reading this today, and I am so deeply touched as I read this, you know, and that's that's the transformation, and it doesn't happen on page 25 because we're still in step one. This is the promise, you know. This, this is the great promise uh, as we work all of the steps and continue working them because it continues to happen. My biggest, I think the biggest tragedy of my life was that my heart was blocked off. And I could not get to my heart. I remember, I, and I remember feeling it. I felt like there was a wall. I, I just, I couldn't get from my heart outside into my life, you know. And sometimes my life could not get into my heart. So this fact, you know, this great central fact that I can be touched just simply reading this paragraph. And I can be so amazingly, deeply grateful 
you know, that I, I have been given the gift, you know, it's, I have been given the gift of, of this, this meeting. I've been given the gift of all of you who have shared this, you know, your stories and your experience and your transformation and have shared from your hearts because that's what, you know, that's what moves me. I can yet still get moved intellectually, but, you know, the great movement and the great change happens in my heart. It doesn't happen in my mind. And, you know, it's, it's for that which I am so deeply grateful. And this promise is a promise that is given one day at a time, you know, as I continue to uh, work these steps and then live this as a way of life. So uh, really great to be reading this with you all today. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie O. Marietta P., you're next, and then Gen Z will come behind you. Good morning. It's Marietta P. from Virginia. And the great fact is just this and nothing less. You know, uh, I have to say, you know, reading this now, not for the first time, it has brought about a different meaning to me than it did the first time I read this, is because when I first read it, I couldn't take this in and own any of it because I hadn't done any of the work yet. You know, and today I see I no longer have to work at this. I have to live this process. You know, and, and it's just stating a great fact. But I wasn't ready to know that this was a fact because I hadn't done any of the work to get here. Um, you know, it is, you know, there has been a transformation, you know, that hasn't been brought about by me because I have, I have, by nature, have been everything that everybody else has said, you know, and, and the pro, the book actually told me, you know, I'm selfish and self-centered, and boy, that was one of the first things I never wanted to admit about myself, let alone be a compulsive overeater, is. Um, you know, and I can say that I do have a different outlook about my fellows and towards God's universe. That you know, we are fellows. That um, and not just fellows in the fellowship, but that surpasses you know the people in the rooms and the and the meetings. That uh, you know, absolute certainty that it's it has to be my creator. And I, as I've looked back in hindsight, there's many ventures I've been on before that it had to be God or the God of my understanding that got me to where I'm at today that gave me this open heart, you know, and lives in a way which indeed is miraculous. And, you know, I like the fact that, you know, explain that miraculous is that I've done the work, you know, because later on it's going to tell me I, I can have that freedom, you know, and it's great to have that freedom from the food obsession and that, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I know today that is obtainable, but I have to do and follow what is written in this book. And following what's in the book, I don't have to make up anything. I can take somebody through and I've got the directions right before me. And as it said, this is a, a, a design for living, if you'd like to call it that, and that's just what I call it, a design for living. One that yeah, no, it doesn't matter why I didn't have this path before, but today I'm, it's offered to me, and I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Marietta P. Gen Z, you're next, and then Kathleen O. will be up behind you. Hi, this is Gen Z from Kentucky. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Um, when I first read this paragraph, um, 
I really thought that it did not apply to me because um, I believed in a God, uh, a creator who was already in my heart uh, and uh, who I already had a relationship before I even started uh, OA and started this recovery process. And uh, while this creator was in my heart uh, was when I would skid off into the corner and um, eat and binge all of my kids' Halloween candy. I would steal and lie and cheat. Um, This is all while my creator was in my heart. Um, And um, I I remember, you know, when I was um, trying to get deeper in a deeper relationship with my creator, I would read my Bible. I would take um, words out of there and get the Hebrew meaning and the Aramaic meaning and all that. And my husband said to me one time, you know, Jen, I feel like you're, missing the forest through the trees. You're so focused on the meanings of these words that you're missing the spirit of the verses. And I couldn't understand that. And now I understand what my problem was. My problem was my relationship with my God was in my head and not in my heart. And this, and, and what, and what made that transformation for me were the steps. The steps helped me to get my creator from my head into my heart and help me to stop blocking his spirit to come out. And, and because I've been able to do that, uh, my life is so much richer. It, it used to be that, um, you know, I always knew uh, through reading the Bible and everything that I was supposed to be selfless, that I was supposed to put other people first. And I would try to do that on my own. But you know what that left me when I did it on my own is resentment and bitterness because I'm always having to step, take a step back and let other people go first. Um, and so now that it's in my heart, I do these things and I don't have any bitterness and resentment for it. There's the difference. The difference is I was doing it on my own before and I'd have the bitterness from that. And now I'm doing this with God's help, and now I have no bitterness. Now I'm much more selfless than I was before without the bitterness or the resentment. And I'm much more able to put other people first and not trample all over them um, um, and not give them my advice, unsolicited advice, because, of course, I knew better than everybody else. Um, And so that is what the 12 steps have done for me. Uh, it, It has really made this experience with my power, my higher power, much more, uh, much more deeper. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Gen Z. Kathleen, oh, you're up. Good morning. Thank you so much. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Reader in Northern California. And here's a simple little paragraph, and there's Two facts in it, a spiritual experience, absolute uh, certainty, miraculous. Those are all amazing words. And I will tell you, like other people have mentioned when I first read this paragraph, it did nothing for me. And after working the the steps and experiencing that spiritual experience, the spiritual awakening that that they talk about, this this is so profound, this this paragraph. And... You know, today my heart is filled with the divine power and it allows me through working these steps to experience happiness. And the fact, you know, a fact is indisputable. It's a given. 
And it's a given that today how I think, feel, and behave around food and people has has done, you know, a total transformation. And, you know, the miraculous part is a day at a time I have freedom. I have freedom from the mental obsession. I have freedom from defaulting to, to selfish behavior because that's, you know, where as a human being I want to go. But, um, you know, I have freedom from just naturally going to that it doesn't mean it doesn't happen once in a while but for the most part i can just not go there you know i don't have to react to things anymore and and i have freedom from food running my life i mean this paragraph if it doesn't mean anything to you today work the steps it'll have a profound meaning for you and you'll totally get it and it is a fact thank you i pass thank you kathleen oh Looking at the time, um, we would have time for maybe a one-minute share if somebody wanted to grab that one-minute exit. Hi, this is Melanie from um, Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, we'll take yeah. you a minute there. Hi, Melanie. Hi, how are you? Well, thank um, you. I'm new to this telephone meeting, and I was wondering what time that you guys get started. Ah, very good. We start this particular hour at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay, and that is only on Thursdays? Every day of the week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. So that does take us to the end of our meeting today. Thank you so much, everybody that shared today and all those that helped support this meeting to be able to be live here this morning. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164. We'll follow that with a serenity prayer just to close out the recorded portion of our meeting. So don't go away. We have a bit more to go. And I will ask Elaine T. please to read page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Melanie. This is Elaine T., recovered compulsive eater just for today in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.